Oh, we good. Oh, we good. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good people. This is A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host with the sound, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. Let's do this thing, man. Let's do this thing. Not sure what happened, but I'm back. And as my guy says, back better than ever. Apologies for the sound stuff, man. Had some things to take care of yesterday, y'all. Had some things to take care of. Um, But we're back. I got into the lab, so that means we'll have a lab report today. We're going to talk about what I noticed from the Chiefs' offense and how the Cowboys can match up with their defense. It's going to be a star-studded affair on Sunday, y'all. And I think containing their attack is going to be very, very key to getting a victory. Um, We're also going to get into the roundup. And there's a certain player I think was put on notice in the roundup. And we'll talk about that coming out of that into the first block. And then, uh, of course, the Pulse of the Nation is going to be open, man. Pulse of the Nation. So salute to y'all for being here. Appreciate you guys. Apologies for the sound. Apologies for not being here yesterday. Had to take care of some personal things. Uh, I don't know how that be, right? But, hey, back and better than ever. Shout out to Sadiq in the building, Felipe, Miss Sheila, Jeffrey Watson on Facebook, Derek, uh, who else we got here? Mark, Angelica, Tariq, Peter on Facebook, Rudy, Charlene, Wayne, Royce. Appreciate y'all for letting me know that the sound came back. Not sure what happened at the beginning. I will uh, figure that out. Rika moving the chains in the building. Jacob, Dennis, and Oscar on Facebook. Thank you. Frankie Franchise at a day late. Day late dollar short. <laughs> Oscar on Facebook as well. Stevie Mac, the my God, Wayne uh, and Angel, I believe, Mike Harris, TC915, GM, Primetime Phil, BNZ Gaming, Dylan, and the many more coming through. CJ over on Facebook as well. And remember, you guys can join the show via phone line, 351-999-3787. Oscar said, need you here every day, bro. Seven days. Come on, man. Y'all crazy. <laughs> I gotta have I gotta have a little life, just a little life. But I do tell people all the time, being a Cowboys fan is uh is not about being a diehard fan, even though I have diehard right here. It's about it's a lifestyle. I always talk about being a lifestyle. Wayne said he's from the DMV. All right, we got some folks up in here, so let's kind of get into my my first word before we get into the actual first word. And I was thinking. The other day, actually, this happened to be on Monday. I wanted to talk about it on Monday, but I forgot to get to it. And you guys know that coming into like the middle of the season, I believe the Cowboys offense was the most dangerous offense in the NFL. But I'm starting to think, well, the most difficult offense, but I'm starting to think and believe the Cowboys team is the most dangerous team in the NFL. You can argue best. You can argue Whatever, right? You can say all these other teams or what have you, but the reason why I think they're the most dangerous is because you've been getting and you're going to get a different variation of this squad throughout the season, both offensively and defensively. Think about it. The first couple weeks, six weeks, really, six or seven weeks, you got a gallopless offense, right? Now he's back. Six or seven weeks, you had to prepare for a team that played a lot more two tight ends, a lot less three wide, and that guy brings a different dynamic to your offense. On the on the defensive side of the ball, you got a D-lawless team with Randy Gregory as the alpha, and he held it down. 
He was that guy. Now you have a D lawless and Randy list defense with Micah as the alpha. So as you're preparing for the defensive side of the ball, you have to prepare differently. You do. Eventually, you're going to get both of those guys back, and you're starting three-tech in Neville Gallimore, which presents another style of defense that you have to prepare for. And then on the offense side of the ball, go back. No Collins for six weeks, right? You have to prepare differently. Now you got no Tyron Smith for two to four weeks, you know? And when he comes back, and we'll talk about that in the roundup, that presents a different challenge because how will the offensive line look? I say all that to say that I don't think a team can really get a read on this Cowboys team, not just the offense, not just the defense. Number one, their personnel just keeps changing. We talked about that, right? And when someone goes down, the next person, next man up is picking up the slack. I mean, eventually the next man up theory is going to bite you in the butt at some point you would think, right? But here why it's not. And it's point number two, the coaches, they're like chameleons right now. They are, Quinn and Moore are, are adapting better, in my opinion, than any coordinators that I've seen in Dallas in the last decade. So when you take all that, mix it together, put it in the gumbo, you've got a recipe, in my opinion, for the most dangerous team in the NFL because you can never quite get a read on exactly what they want to do because they're going to change as the season goes on. Think about it. You have a 7-2 and two team, and I don't think it's far-fetched to say the best is yet to come. That's scary and dangerous, y'all. All right, with that said, let's get into this roundup. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Y'all ain't right, man. Y'all, y'all ain't right. Y'all said Sky been using up all his uh, PTO time. <laughs> I can't stand y'all, but I love y'all though. Um, all right, man, this is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experience, professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Okay, we we got some transaction news that dropped yesterday. You guys remember wide receiver Osiris Mitchell? Rookie cat from, uh, I believe it was Texas A&M, I believe. If I'm mistaken, y'all let me know. Big dude. But he was activated to the practice squad, and in corresponding move, they released veteran wide receiver Damian Ratley from the practice squad. If you don't know who Osiris Mitchell is, quick little recap. He was a, he's a 6'5", 210-pound, big weapon out of Texas A&M. He flashed a little bit in training camp, but he didn't get that many opportunities in preseason due to the, you know, the QB issues. It was really tough to grade the wide receivers in general. But, um, hey, an intriguing prospect moving forward on that practice squad. Big X type of wide receiver. Yeah, I, me personally, I love the tall 6'4", 6'5", guys. Get in the red zone, see what you got. They're tough to translate. Usually you got to be exceptional because 
you're not quick twitch. And in the NFL nowadays, it's a lot about it's a lot about being quick <laughs> and getting to a spot fast. So Cyrus Mitchell, practice squad. <laughs> Tyron Smith, according to Stephen Jones, has a real shot at playing this week. It's gonna have a domino effect. But let's keep an eye out on his status report today from practice because it is Wednesday. It's going to be their first practice of the week. It'll tell us more about how he feels um, and where he's at in his progression. If Tyron Smith does come back, that opens another question. What do you do with the tackles? But the, the hidden question within that might be, what do you do with one Connor Williams? That's where we'll start our first block of the show. Mr. Connor Williams, I think, has been put on notice. When you got all three, all three, one, two, three of the head honchos, the jefe speaking about you and the penalties in the same week. His ears better be perking up a little bit. His play better step up. His play hasn't been horrible, but the penalties better get fixed. Here's what Stephen Jones said on 105.3 The Fan about young Connor Williams. He said, there's certainly places to improve, and that's one for him. He's got to clean up the penalty aspect of his game. Jerry Jones mentioned something similar to what I talked about on Monday, and that was, you know, the officials are going in. They see a guy that they got to keep an eye on. They're going to emphasize that. If if there's a blatant hold, they'll call it. But absent of the blatant holds, if his technique looks off, they're going to call it. And I'm just showing some of the clips from Connor Williams' uh, game, some of the holds and some of the, the good plays and bad plays as well. But Connor... And again, guys, if you want to call into the show, it's 351-999-3787. Let me get that up out the way a little bit here. One second. There we go. Connor is such an enigma this year, y'all. Such an enigma. And see, and this is what I mean. (laughs) You got people that call him, Williams is trash, bro. The penalties kill his play. He's not. That's the problem. And And I'll be honest with you. If Williams was trash, he'd have been benched. Been benched. Because the penalties on top of the trash play would have got that man sent to the bench. The problem is he hadn't been playing bad. But at some point, these penalties will catch up to you. We talked about it a little bit on Monday. So big deal, little deal, or no deal with all three. And I'm going to get to Coach McCarthy here. Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, and now Mike McCarthy talking about your penalties, Connor Williams. Y'all let me know. Is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal? when all three of the head honchos are talking about your penalties to the public. And and listen to a little bit what Mike McCarthy had to say uh, about the penalties for Connor and just in general. Connor, Connor clearly understands the way he performed. And, and, you know, we have a very competitive offensive line room. So, you know, we'll see what the future brings. seems questionable where he found that he lost his balance and maybe wasn't intentional with it and I think sometimes you see it in this league, and it's, and it's, and it's definitely on the on the field yesterday. Sometimes uh, players get in awkward positions. You know, uh, it's not clean football, and 
and you know gets rewarded with with a penalty. I, I think you had a couple calls yesterday where you know guys got tied up and you know didn't didn't look right, and you know and one player was penalized. It's a quote quote here. Connor clearly understands the way he performed. We have a very we have a very competitive offensive line room, uh, so we'll see what the future brings. Ladies and gentlemen, this this isn't a big deal. It's not a little deal. It's not no deal. It's a massive deal. A a massive deal. It's one thing when we're talking about your game throughout the season in regards to the penalties. It's another thing when the owner, essentially the general manager, and the head coach are all talking about it. And offense coordinator even talked about it a little bit too. If you go back and listen to that uh, interview. So the question now becomes if Connor Williams comes out again next week, week after that, and has penalties, I, I fully believe they're gonna look to move him to the bench because they just can't rely on you to be you don't have to be I'm not saying be clean and perfect all game, but you can't continue to get multiple penalties. If you go look at his games, he'll have a game, zero penalties, next game, three. Zero penalties, next game, four. Zero penalties, next game, three. You cannot continue to do that, Connor. And and I mentioned it on Monday. I wonder if Parcells was here, if Jimmy was here, if he would have been benched, even if he was playing at an all-pro level, just to send a message. And then that happened on Monday and Tuesday with the uh, head honchos coming out talking about him. So I think a a message has been sent. I'm looking here in the chat. Huge deal, says Josh. Big deal. Yeah, I think everyone. Stevie Max says medium deal. I, th- I think it's a big one. Sheila, big time deal. Um, Peter says agreed to Barry. Big deal to say. Andre, huge deal. It's, it's a big deal, man. Paco says nobody can beat him out. How bad is McGovern? I don't think McGovern's been bad, Paco. I just think that he, his play hasn't been bad enough in regards to um, – Williams, his play hasn't been bad enough to be benched. If you hear him talk, they're not talking about his play. They're talking about his penalties. And that is harder, I think, on a coaching staff to pull the trigger. It is. It's, a, it's, it's harder on them to pull the trigger. Bad play, easy. Penalties, it's harder. Um, but they're going to have a decision to make very soon. Lyle Collins and Connor McGovern are options. Top to the phone lines, my guy, Reek. What's up, Reek? Yeah, what up, Scott? It was good, Cowboy Nation. What's going on with you, good brother? Uh, I'm chilling, man. You know, I wasn't here on Monday. You know, I missed you. Uh, you and the nation. You know, man, I was that, tired. That, that, was a good mon- that was a good Monday to be here, huh? Yeah, man. You know, I'll I, I give you a recap. Uh, uh, my whole thing is like this, bro. Uh, I said it last. I said it last week. Uh, you got a new left tackle in, new a person, a new left tackle over there. You got to get the ball out of his. Dak had to get the ball out of his hand quick, and I said, put it in the playmakers' hand. The two playmakers on the team is C. D. Lamb, and uh, it's a bunch of playmakers. Uh, it's a whole bunch of them. It's a whole bunch of them. It's a it's a whole bunch of but it, it's certain players that you got to have them send it off, and they did. You know what I mean? Fire C. D. Lamb and Mike. Uh, and uh, damn, I forgot his name. Uh, Pollard. 
they set it off, man. You know, and he got they got to figure out ways to get the ball in these dudes' hands early. You know what I'm saying? And my whole thing, my whole thing is I love the way they did it. You know what I mean? They punched them in the mouth early, and they didn't look back. And I feel like that's what we got to do every week we play. Whoever we play, it don't matter how how high the competition is or how low. You know what I mean? It don't sure. matter. We got we got to do that every week. And I think if we do that every week and stay disciplined and come out fired up, man, we could be anybody, man. I don't think nobody can see us. And like the same time too, like you said, when we bring creativity to the to the field, you know what I mean, as far as our offensive calls. Yeah. Yo, man, it's hard to beat us, man. You know what I mean? And I really believe in that Broncos game, not to go all the way back. We was we was we just thought we was gonna run over them dudes and the offensive calling was like kind of bland. And you didn't get the ball in the playmaker's hand. You know what I mean? It looked like almost Jason Garrett, like Jason Garrett was still back there. You know what I mean? So uh, being the coach of this team. But I love how they came out, and I love how the defense came out. Everybody came out with their, hairs on, their hair on fire, and it was not taking no mess. And uh far as Connor Williams, we know the dude can't take no power. We already know this. He's going to get beat. We already know. But the penalties, yeah, they are starting to add up a little bit more. I'll still say let's try to rest Tyron as long as we can, not try to hurt and throw him out there, because we're going to need him in the, the later part of this season. We're really going to need him bad. So it's like if you let him rest one more game, how can that really hurt us? At least we'll know more what we have instilled over there on that left-hand side. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's all I got to say, you know. Yeah, that was a great win, and I, and I pray we keep going. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. All right, Capital Nation, to get out of here. Yeah, let's get them likes up, share, all that good stuff. All right, peace. My boy, appreciate you. Yeah, Rick didn't get a chance to come in and recap it with us, but, um, yeah, they came out uh, way different. If you guys go watch the drive of the game, if you want, Stevie Mac, I'm going to drop that in the chat. And, and, and let's say said it, man. It was, a bunky, it was a monkey butt, a.k.a. red ass week. So, you know, Coach McCarthy handed out all handed out some monkey butt, red ass uh, stuff and called it a red ass week as in you got your butts whooped right you, you got smacked on um let's just get this t- taste out of our mouth and move forward and that's what they did but if you go look at the drive of the game i talk about how uh kellen moore brought the fight to atlanta not the other way around i felt like in denver he kind of waited around and, and, and again i don't want to keep going back to denver y'all, y'all y'all know me i said that was an anomaly i wasn't the dallas cowboys of 2021 improving the next week uh, but they came out early. You could see Kellen Moore early was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sit back and, and, and think that I'm going to roll out here and just be basic. He came out second play of the game and he lined up Connor McGovern out wide at wide receiver. And with Jeremy Sprinkle and Sean McEwen who, or McKeon, I, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but I'm starting to like that kid even more and more. And had those guys out there and created a huge lane for cd lamb to get upfield and that pretty much popped open the uh game i thought that was the drive of the game the opening drive because it set the tone for the rest of the game that we're not here to play this isn't last week we're not sleepwalking we woke we woke um let's get to 80 no i'm a b-bird b-bird 409 what's up b-bird hey what's up sky how you doing this morning bro i'm good good brother how are you I'm doing good, man. I'm going to make this quick. I, I wanted to, um, well, I got a couple of questions to ask you. Um, I really like Connor McGovern uh, coming into the season. I thought he did pretty good last year. But one of the things that kind of concerns me is that 
with Connor Williams uh, struggling like this, and basically they didn't sign him up for his last year, meaning that it's his last year here, naturally if Connor McGovern is, is equal to or close to him, it will be a great time to bring him in. Um, but management has chosen not to. So it, it kind of uh, just puts you in the mind of, is Connor McGovern all we th- think he is? I don't could you, think. Could you comment well, on that, well, and then what, I have another question. Yeah, I don't know what we all. We don't really know what he is, right? Like we saw a few games last year at right guard, um, so we do have some film from his his inaugural, basically his rookie year. Um, I think they're not putting him there because I keep saying it. Connor Williams is not playing bad. That's the problem. When it comes to his actual play, he's not playing bad. His penalties are the bad part of it, and if you if you listen to them. Listen to all the coaches. Listen to the front office. They're not talking about Connor Williams playing bad. They're talking about his penalties. Um, so I think that's the issue you run into. Um, I don't know what Connor Williams or McGovern is going to be on the left hand side, but if he continues to to rack up penalty, multiple penalties a game, B Bird, I think I want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either him, yeah, or, or Collins. I, I want to see because at some point these penalties are going to kill you. Uh, and they haven't so far, but uh, I can't, I can't, I can't be you know ignorant and think that we'll get to the playoffs or, or later in the season for home field, and one of his four penalties is a crusher. Well, well, one thing I was I, I'd say is uh, I, I'll tell you this small story. Um, there's a school uh, in Texas you may have heard of, Katie, and they're pretty a, a dominant running team, and they always in the state championships. So one year, it's a few years ago. Um, they're, they're pretty methodical, and they got to the state championship game against Cedar Hill. Start getting all kind of holding penalties and all sorts of men. It's so unlike them. They're so disciplined, and they always, you know, never get penalties. But then somebody pointed out, say, yeah, they never went against guys their size as D1. And I said, oh, makes sense. Because when you start to get beat physically, right, that's when the penalties come up. And so I don't think Connor can really hold up physically because that's why the penalties are coming up. He's doing some other things because he's getting beat. And so that kind of disturbs me on that standpoint. What do you think about that? I, I think, and my stance is still, I'm still firm on this. Connor Williams would start on majority of teams in the league. I just think in Dallas, we we love the grass greener thing, right? We love the bat, and I think that's kind of all all teams, all fan bases, right? If a guy is not playing to a standard we want him to play to, we're like, what's going on back there? What's behind door number two? Because door number one's been, eh, you know, we're we're intrigued, right? Um, yeah, he gets he gets beat sometimes during the game. He's not a great guard; he's a good guard. Um, yeah, he's he he can be he can be replaced. Is that replacement in house? It may be. We talked about long term. Yeah. LC might be a guy over there if they believe in in uh, Terrence Steele, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's an interest. It's interesting, man, because if his penalties are the main reason why the conversation of Connor Williams is happening, in my opinion. Hey, so this, this will be the last thing, and I only I only have one thing, and I want to just ask you about this. It's kind of a gripe from last weekend, if we can have one. Sure. So we we score we score a touchdown on the first drive, and then they came back and got a field goal. The next drive we go out, three, but three all downs. three we had three backup wide receivers there. And I didn't understand that at that point in time. Nobody yeah. could be needing rest at that point in time in the game, right? So, yeah. hey, I, could you comment on that? And then I'm going to get off the phone. Uh, I'll listen on live. Gotcha, brother. I, I looked over at Jesse, and, and I was saying, what is that about? <laughs> what is that about? So, uh, I know that 
CD Lamb had an arm contusion. So so CD Lamb went out pretty early, came back. And if you notice what they're doing with Amari Cooper, I believe it's one of those situations where they're monitoring his snaps because he is playing dinged up. He is. He's playing dinged up. Um, but but he's a, he's a trooper, man, and he's clutch. Anytime they needed a play, Amari Cooper was there to make a play. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, we don't really need you here on second and eight. We'll take you out. We'll put, I think it was, uh, Hunt, not Hunter, uh, who's like number 17? I'm going to brain fart. The, cat, the kid who blocked the punt, Malik Turner. They put Malik Turner in the game. Noah Brown comes in the game. They, if you really look at it, they substitute a lot of these wide receivers throughout the game. And being deep, Malik Turner's showing you that he can even be a part of the packages. And then you got Sid Wilson and Noah Brown, right? All these different guys to bring in. So I think they're doing it to kind of rest Cooper. And then CD had a uh, arm contusion. All right, let's get to 806. 806, what it is, what it do? Hey, yo, what's good, Scott? It's your boy, Dirt. What's up, Dirt? Oh, man, cooler, man. Uh, I was going to ask real quick. Because I remember, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. What mm-hmm. was it? What was your best five when you started line? What was my best five? Yes, sir. Well, my preferred five, and this was, and by the way, let me give a shout out after I do this because I don't want to disrespect um, Biadish. We did a little sit down, me, Law, and Vach. We were together a few weeks ago, just just chilling, and you know, Law likes to bring out his camera, you know, Law. Law will he'll record any conversation you have about the Cowboys. <laughs> and <laughs> I love Law. And I said this. I said, I don't it's impossible to know what the best five is. Think about it. It's impossible. Because okay. to the because we, we don't know what 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 uh, what I, uh, McGovern is at center. We don't know what McGovern is at left guard. We don't know. We hadn't right. seen what the team believed was the best five. And that was Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. We're in week 11 and we still haven't seen that. Think about that for a second. We still haven't. So I'll tell you what I thought my best five was at that point in time. It was about four weeks ago. I wanted Biotis and McGovern to swap. And I wanted to keep, uh, was it Collins at right tackle and still as my swing guy because I don't really trust Collins and, and uh, Tyron Smith to stay upright. So that was my initial preferred five. I'm going to use preferred because we don't know what the best five is yet. That's my preferred five. Right. But now we're, what, week 11 in? Tyler Biotis, that's what I said. Let me give him a shout-out. Tyler Biotis has been pretty clean, bro. He's been really Pretty damn good yeah. the last month of the season. He's cleaned up a lot of things. He's got better in pass pro. He's always been pretty solid in run. Um, so I don't have any worries about Tyler Biotis. We we kind of joked around a little bit. I was being greedy. You know, I was being greedy about Biotis, but I also understood he needed more time. So I don't know that I want to substitute Tyler Biotis right now. Uh, I think they need to open up a competition with Connor Williams because he just keeps getting penalties, man. Um, Okoye, man. Okoye did a hell of a piece. And he was talking about Collins and right tackle. Uh, dude, I've been agreeing with this dude for so long. And it's like, man, finally I hear what I've been saying. And he brought it to the forefront. He did a nice little piece. Are you talking about the Denver game? Was, no, no, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Denver game, like when he came in, everybody was like, 
well, you got to go ahead and you got to take Steel out because this guy's Pro Bowl. Well, if he Pro Bowl, he got to start acting like because this dude, <laughs> he was looking terrible. And it might be rough, but anytime you miss a whole year and then five of the first six games the following year, it's like you can't get that continuity with the offensive line. Right. And it's, it's, it's more of a team thing, man. So if Steel was progressing, you look at Steel from game one, of last seasons to the last time he started this season at right tackle. And you can't pay me to believe, bro, that Steele was the better right tackle. Okay. So, also, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, because I'll let you get that off because you're just talking about the Denver game. Dirt, right, you, right. did you watch Lyle Collins against Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was good, but my thing, my thing is, my, the reason I like, went there, Lyle uh, Collins right? looked really good, bro. Like, like yeah, he, I, I yeah, think the looked, I think the problem looked, is we we want Lyle Collins. We wanted Lyle Collins to step right in and be what Lyle Collins was in 2019 without any context. He he missed the entire so, season number one. Then he came back and missed seven six weeks. It was going to take time for him to get his feet together. You saw him last week starting to get his feet together, and he was really good. So was still for that matter. So was still. So no, continue. No, but. I only said that because when you look at Connor Williams, if anybody never seen this guy play on the left side, even when he came back, he said the left side is more natural to me. Oh, you mean um, Lyle Collins? Yeah, Lyle Collins. He said the left side is more natural to me. Um, when he played left guard, he started out for us. Um, I feel like he could have played left tackle and uh, stand of Tyron. that, man. And I'm not trying to play GM. I'm just saying, because it was a while back when we had Flozier Adams. And I don't think you remember this. But oh, Jerry I, Jones came out and spoke. Huh? Yeah, I remember Flo, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Jerry Jones came out and spoke about uh, Flozell. And they said, Jerry, how do you feel about this guy always getting penalties every game? It's a false start, a legal hand to the face. And that was just Flozell. But Flozell was so solid, he was book in. And I don't think you get the book in aspect from Connor Williams. Oh. So with that being well, said. Yo, you confu- yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Dirt, you're confusing me here. Are you talking about Connor Williams or are you talking about Lyle Collins? About what? Because you, you said book in. A book in is a, is a tackle. No, book in. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you confused me a little you're not, bit. Not the best version of your left guard from Connor Williams. You're right. Okay, uh, so essentially, in, what you're trying to say, Dirt, is is you're in your best five moving Collins to guard, right, and then keeping still at tackle. Yeah, because if you're not going to get the best play from Williams, he's going to hurt us going against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's going to pick this kid, this kid apart. I, I think that's so. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> A lot of yeah. people, a lot of people like to use that Aaron Donald thing, and I promise y'all, you don't want to go back and watch the tape then, because Connor Williams, he usually has just about as about as much success against Aaron Donald as Zach Martin. I've seen Aaron Donald pick up and dump Zach Martin. Aaron Donald's a different animal, right? I don't want to use yeah, that as he, as an he, example. Here's the thing: he is, he he is, bro. But you gotta you gotta you gotta give me this one because. If Connor Williams is getting this many penalties every game, not every game, but like you say, every other game. Some game, yeah, every other game, 
and I mean, it's it's in the, in key moments of the game. It's in areas where, hey man, we going on the scoring drive. Oh yeah, this is about to be six. Oh, it's a penalty. Oh, it's another penalty. And we sitting here and we like, look, dude, your technique, like like you, what you said was right. It could be his technique. Could be the fact. Jerry that said that. Yeah. Jerry said that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where at what point, because I've seen someone in the comments section say, uh, well, Connor, they must don't see something in Connor. And McGovern. Uh, McGovern to uh, to have him replace Williams. And I'm like, man, we said the same thing about Wilson. We said the same thing about this dude, that dude. Well, These coaches politics sometimes. Right? Oh, what, what are we doing here, man? I feel like the coaches have been pressing the right buttons this year, though. Like, like, are we no, really? No, we are still, we, though, though, I'm saying sometimes we feel politics, though. But that was because last. That was that was last year. That was last year, right? Like, like, like we understood the Donovan Wilson thing, Darian Thompson. I think Mike McCarthy definitely said I made a mistake. I hired my friends and got rid of them. What politics is happening this year, though? Right? Like, like I trust the coaches. I just feel like until otherwise, give me. I, I just, I disagree with Akoye when he said we we kind of wanted. Collins to come in and just pick up where he left off from two years ago. And I also agree with Akoye. Look, if he going to have any spot on this line, it has to be left guard. Because now you're putting if uh, that, Here, listen, Martin. listen, listen, listen. If that's what they decide to do, I'm riding with it. Because I, yeah. I trust these coaches. Um, and at some point, Connor Williams penalties will get you in trouble. And you heard the coaches say, we got a, a what do you call a competitive Room. We got a competitive offensive line room. And those two options were Connor McGovern and Lyle Collins. One of those two dudes, if Connor Williams doesn't clean up these penalties, are going to replace him. Whoever they decide to choose, I'm cool with. Because it's I want to see something different if he's going to continue to be a problem. So I have no problem moving uh, Lyle to guard because of a player being a detriment. I have a problem doing it if he's not. That was always my thing. And the penalties just continue to rack up, and now he's becoming a detriment in that department. I see, I see where you're coming from, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, let me, man, I, I just had I just had to have a conversation because yeah. I haven't called the show, man, in about four weeks. So I done got my little four weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Dirk. Appreciate you, good brother. Go on the show every week, bro. All right, man, listen, so, uh, keep on rocking, bro. Keep rocking. All right, man. Keep holding us down. Got you. Let's get to A Hatch. What's up, Hatch? What up, Sky? You already know who it is, man. It's <laughs> Anthony Hatch, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, what's up, guy? You know what I'm saying? What's up, Cowboys Nation? Y'all know what it is, man. Who are we protecting, man? Who are we trying to protect? Dak. Stop playing, man. Keep Williams in there for right now. Something's going to happen on injuries. Here come the governor. We good. We solid at right tackle. We can put a steel or a Collins. When Tyron Smith come back, left side back locked down. Then if you want to move the governor in, when Big Dog come in, okay, we can do that. But until then, let Big Dog keep playing fullback. Next year, we will not sign Connor Williams. No, back. he won't be back next year, no. I'm gonna be real with you. you know what I'm I said this. I said this chat and, and, and Hatch. I said this uh, 
when this whole thing first came up, before Collins got even a chance to play, I said, I wish this had happened at the end of the year. And, and y'all probably like, why? Because I think that Lyle Collins could potentially be your solution to left guard next season. Um, next season. Next yeah. season. Where I think long term, because the way, the way Steele's playing, the way Steele's progressed, I feel like, man, that would be a hell of a, a hell of a move uh, because still, while yes, having a swing tackle is is great during the season. We just we just saw that he is starter worthy. Now you got three starter worthy tackles. You can replace Collins, sign him over to Williams, and then sign a legitimate swing tackle or hey, maybe Josh Ball develops into that guy. But but at that time yeah. point, I'm like, it's a lot going on right now. Collins hasn't even come back yet. We don't even know how he's going to be. Like it's a lot going on. Let's wait and see what happens. And right now, what we're seeing yeah. is you got three quality tackles and McGovern who can pretty much seems to be able to play anywhere. Right. Yeah, so I just tell the nation, just just hold on, just wait. The coaches, they've been doing what they had to do. They've been working everybody in slowly but surely. Guess what? This is a 17-game season this year, y'all. Y'all got to think about that, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a long way. What, nine games in, right? Yeah, you're right. How many more we got? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Eight more games? Eight more weeks of football left? Seven more? Yeah, eight more weeks. Count eight week more 11. Weeks. Yeah, we have week 11. Yeah, so yeah, seven, eight. So, you know, and you know we're going to go on a playoff run. So just hang tight. We want everybody healthy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. And another reason why I ain't saying nothing lately, Sky, because I've been sitting back looking at Tony Ryan Brown, and I said, man, that I don't know what Dan Quinn they putting this man here, but he daring people now. Who I'll be there number two. You know what I'm talking about AB. You know I I be on AB, but man, that's my guy right now. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I, I am loving his confidence, his play, his style. What he said yeah. in that he said, you know, it's a, I paraphrase here. I don't know what it's gonna take for the world to see that I'm that <laughs> dude too. Yeah, what? Yeah. Like, what A.B. is this? I don't remember this A.B. This wasn't A.B. in 2017, 18, 19, 20. He coming with some right. swagger. I ain't never seen him play with he, or, or talk about. They love him in that locker room. I, I asked um, Big Bo about A.B. He said, that's one of our leaders. And I'm like, wow, man. Yeah. It's beautiful to see A.B. coming to his own because A.B., I was ready to kick you off the bridge. You could be our fourth cornerback. Right. But but he's, he's playing. Look, everybody, I was weird. I was like, man, why don't we sign this boy to a contract? We got J. Lou uh, coming well, up for a contract. Well, I, thought, now I'm looking I knew like, we were going to re-sign A.B. I knew that a couple years ago. I had him as one of our four guys to bring back. We eventually brought all four back. I just didn't think he would be our cornerback, too. Like, I never, ever thought about that, ever. I always thought three, four at best. This dude is our bona fide number two cornerback and possibly our most consistent. Impossible. Our most consistent? Just saying. Hey, Hatch, <laughs> let me let me get going, though, Hatch. I got I to get to this, uh, right, to this breakdown. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I got to give freaking AB some dang on credit, man. That chip tattoo, it, it ain't no little, no little Dorito no more. It's a little tough chip. Um... Real quick before we get on to this Cowboys Chiefs, I see you in there six four one. I'll get to you, but I want to break down the Chiefs offense uh, before we do before we do that. Uh, but real quick, my guy Fresh and and Matt Matto Professor. Oh, by the way, Professor, if you want to call in with some obscured stats, you can. It's Wednesday. Um, you guys said something interesting here. Number one, Professor O said a lot of his penalties are bogus. They are, and we talked about that too. 
But but here's the problem, Professor O. While I agree, he's got what thirteen penalties, ten caught. I guarantee you, at least half of those penalties are BS. Doesn't matter because the target is now on his back. And the analogy that I used was Dennis Rodman, right? Um, who's the cat for the Warriors? Is escaping my dang old memory. Green. Dennis Rodman, uh, 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 Green over on the Warriors. These guys, when they go into the game, yo, watch out for them. They got five techs, one more tech, and he's suspended. Or, or they're physical. They like to, like to bully people, like the penalties. So uh, referees come into these games targeting certain players. I said it on Monday. Best believe the referees are looking at their sheet. Huh. Four penalties, four penalties. 13 penalties? How many holdings? Hey, 52. Let's go take a look at that film. 52. Anything that looks out of the ordinary, throw the flag. We have to set a precedent that he cannot hold. And that's what's happening. And and and, and unfortunately, bogus or not, when a target is on your back, you can become a liability. You can. The other thing that Fresh said was, hey, don't. Don't just dismiss the Cowboys re-signing Connor Williams. They re-signed Anthony Brown, and people thought they wouldn't do that. Well, I, I mean, I personally did, but I guess a lot of people did not want that to happen. I didn't think Anthony Brown was going to do this, though. Um, here's why I disagree with you, Fresh. At that point in time when they re-signed Anthony Brown, what was in the hole was a lot of uncertainty moving forward. Going into the next year, you had a lot of one-year deals. AB gives you a little bit of that security moving forward. I don't think there's a lot of uncertainty behind Connor Williams. You can move McGovern over, who has two more years left on his deal. Lyle Collins is, is, is signed long-term. He's extended, so you can move Collins over, right? And you can draft a guard. Drafting a replacement corner, that could take a little bit. Drafting a guard does not take that long, in my opinion. So... I do think that they let him walk unless Connor Williams just goes berserk the last eight games plus the, the postseason. Um, but I, I just don't see him being a high-priority guy. I'll be shocked, Fresh. I'll be honest with you. I'll be shocked if he's re-signed um, because that money, and I believe his market value is somewhere around the $10 million mark if Stevie Mack uh, was correct a few weeks ago. I'm sorry, but I'm using that money elsewhere. You know, I could use that money to re-sign Randy Gregory or, or what have you. I'd be pissed as all hell if they re-sign Connor and they'd be like, well, you know, the piece of the pie, we had to give it to Connor Williams to pick between Connor or Randy. I'd be livid. So I um, hope not. Um, let's welcome everyone that's continuing to come up in this thing. We are packed up in here. It is Esports Live presented by Texas Family Fitness. Make sure if y'all want to call in, 351-999-3787. And, hey, while you're here, do me a favor. Hit that like button. Share this thing. Subscribe. And uh, let's keep it moving, man. Let's move on to, in fact, no. I'm going to get 641 because you've been holding so long. And then we're going to get into some of this uh, Chiefs offensive notes. Yeah, you already know Dallas Cowboys 365. <laughs> let's get to 15K. Uh, 641, what you got for us? What's up, my brother? This is Isaac. Um, just trying to chime in into your show. I've been listening to it for a while. Uh, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan since 1976. Woo. And I remember 
back in the day when uh, we've had one of the best lines and always going up against the Steelers. Uh, and we had a lot of issues. Sure. But I'm going to go typically to – I'm going to talk on the offensive part of the, the, the game. You said it already multiple times. Other people have chimed in on it. Um, we've got a two-headed monster in the backfield. And it's been a while since the Dallas Cowboys have used that two-headed monster running game. Yeah. Going back to when they – Emmitt Smith and Moose Johnston. They're using it and now. And now they're starting – and now they're bringing in McGovern to come in and, and a lot of those plays. But I feel that what they need to do is they need to go back to the way it was back in those days because you've got Tony Pollard that has completely shined this year and he doesn't get a lot of the credit for the plays that he does and it's always you know and not to say that all these players are bad they're not but you got Amari Cooper you got C.D. Lamb you so, got Wilson so you you think that that they're not utilizing Tony Pollard enough that's I feel that they're not using him enough to mm. where the running game can be used with both running backs in the backfield. I'm gonna disagree with you. I, I'm gonna disagree with you, good brother. If you've been watching the show, you know me. I'm gonna push back on you. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Tony Pollard has over a hundred total touches this year. He's averaging nine yards per reception and five point four yards on the ground. Um, Eighty three attempts. He, he's on his way to about a hundred and sixty or so attempts and, and roughly two hundred touches total. That would shatter. Okay. Uh, his career is is uh, previous years, so I think they are utilizing both of them appropriately. And oh. unless you want a, a complete fifty fifty situation where Tony's getting fifteen carries, he's getting fifteen carries, things like that. But I like how they're utilizing them. Okay, so I mean, it's because here's the thing: I where I'm from, you can't really see too much of the Cowboys game. They show gotcha. replay. Gotcha. That's cool. I, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here to kind of let you know, you know, and talk it through. But but they are utilizing Tony, good brother. So don't don't fret. Don't worry. Okay. And now on that Connor Williams issue, I agree with y'all with he's got way too many penalties. And in all reality, he come from Texas where watching him play, they did a three four and he's now what they're using now here in Dallas. I think that he it's a little too strong for him. And I think that it's causing him to jump a little too quick. And like y'all said before, I feel that uh, they need to put um, uh, McGovern in there. Oh, McGovern, okay. Yeah, or Collins. They need to put him in there because Collins does play a better and he's a a better, you know, uh, offensive line when he's covering for that. And I just think that uh, that, uh, Connor Williams has, to me – being a diehard Cowboys fan, I think he's overwhelmed him his time there in Dallas. I, hey, I man, appreciate the call, man. Thank yeah, you, good brother. I just, yeah. All right, man. Let's move on, move forward here. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' defense versus the Chiefs' offense, and I think this is the. I don't want to say that because it's funny because on the other side of the bar, our offense is just as damn good, if not better. So, uh, But I think this is the matchup I think that would dictate who wins this game. We all know it. We, it's really not a ton to break down about this team. We know this is a dynamic offense or can be a dynamic offense. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they're 10th in scoring, which is actually low. 
compared to, you know, what they're used to. Um, tenth in scoring. Red zone offense hasn't been all that great. They get real cute down there in the red zone offense. Um, Rushing-wise, interesting. They're 4.5 yards per carry. is top 10 in the league, but they're not really going to run the ball like that. They mostly, they mostly run the ball just to keep you honest and to open up their passing game. They run it the fourth least in the NFL, 35% of the time, and they're 22nd in the league in attempts. So they're not running the ball to, to, to establish the run. This is a passing team. Make no mistake about it. Now, in that Packers game, y'all, that was a fun game to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. From a defensive standpoint, um, film-wise, not live. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch it live. But these boys with the Packers, they tackled well in the run game, in the pass game. And they weren't just tackling. They were hitting. I mean, you can you can feel those hits through the tape. They were physical at all times in that game. And I think that's what you have to do against the Chiefs. You have to be physical from the first snap of the game to the end. If you let up, if you if you give them any opportunity to think that, oh, it's, it's going to be sweet today, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy, they want to stretch that field both vertically and horizontally. I, I call them space ball. They like to play space ball. They like to get any of their skilled players one-on-ones because they're most, most of the time they're shifty and fast. Most of their skilled players are. Even with Kelsey, they're obviously going to try to get one-on-ones with uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is like a souped-up, prime Jason Witten. Seriously. He's not going to burn you with speed or anything like that. He's savvy. He's an elite route runner. He will route you up. He absolutely will route you up. So being that this team is a space team, tackling is going to have to be, once again, at an all-time high. And don't get tricked. They're going to run a lot of trick plays, a lot of movement. This is one of those games where we talked about um, side-to-side, east-west. It really gets the Cowboys off kilter. They're going to go side-to-side in the run game, to keep you honest, but a lot of the east-west stuff is to open up things in the pass game and behind the line of scrimmage. Um, Look at the Raiders game. The Raiders game, they had 13 completions behind the line of scrimmage and a dozen or so more within 10 yards. So a lot of their stuff, again, is just to get the ball out quick into their playmakers' hands because this year teams are playing a lot of too high against Patrick Mahomes. That seems to be the theme now. The theme is, all right, we know Mahomes can burn you if you blitz him. Don't blitz him. When you blitz him, he doesn't have a ton of touchdowns, but he completes 71%, uh, three tutties, one interception. When he's not blitzed, though, he's... His percentage goes down to 65, and he has nine interceptions. They're playing that too high, and it's opening up that middle. They're daring the Chiefs pretty much to throw in the middle of the field and dink and dunk and sustain long drives. I think, really, that's how you have to play them. It's going to be a little different for for Dan Quinn, though. Dan Quinn's been a big-time man defense, and I'm going to be real with you. I don't know that this is the matchup we want to see Trayvon Diggs on on, uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't know that this is the matchup you want to see that. I think I would I would rather play the two high shell and 
occasionally come out of that cover one sometimes when it, when you know they're going to run the ball, but make them matriculate down the field and, and see if they can go back into their turnover happy ways because that's what uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes has been. He's been turnover happy. 12 turnovers in the league. 12 turnovers, I mean, on the season, which I believe leads the league. I think the key this week is going to be Micah Parsons, guys. Micah is going to have to make Patrick Mahomes feel him. Even when he doesn't hit him, he's going to have to make Patrick Mahomes feel him. We all love Patrick Mahomes. I mean, as a player. We love Patrick Mahomes as a player. I think he's freaky. I think he's an alien. I think he can make all these crazy plays and he does all this extra stuff. I get it. Don't kill me when I say this. I still think mentally he's still developing as a quarterback. We forget he's, what, four-year pro? He's still young in the game. He's still learning. And I think mentally he's not where, you know, a Tom Brady is or what have you who who got on Micah Parsons in the past, past game department. Micah's now, what is this now, 10 weeks in as a pro? Go back and watch him in the past department. He's played much better. He's played more confident. Um, he's... Um, a sound uh, football, assignment football in the past game. And I need him to make sure that Mahomes feels that he's around. I think this could be a game where he gets a pick this, this week. I really do. Because Patty's going to try to fit it there. Pat Pat don't care. We talked about uh, in the second week of the season, we talked about a lot of YOLO balls, a lot of contested balls in regards to uh, the, the Chargers quarterback, Herbert. Well, take that times 50. Patrick Mahomes does not care, okay? He's going to try to fit it in any place he can fit it in because he got the arm to do it. So you may see Micah because he's quick and he's fast and his IQ is getting better and better back there getting an interception. But make no mistake about it, we want the Cowboys' defense to make make themselves felt physically. That's where I think the game is going to be won or lost on the offense, on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. Can you be physical with this finesse team? If, if there was, this is the most finesse team I've ever seen in my life. Finesse. They want to do a lot of cute stuff. They want to do this trickery east, west. You even got a finesse quarterback. It's, it's, it's finesse. And a lot of finesse squads don't like to get punched in the mouth. They don't. So you got to punch them in the mouth. Um. All right, let's get into, I think there was a super chat. Yeah, be Burt. Come on, come on, come on. Super chat. He says, I have confidence in this staff. Why? Anthony Brown, Terrence Steele, every Cowboys fan would have kicked them off the bridge last year, including me. Yeah, that's why I said I, I'm, I'm going to let this staff do what they do until proven otherwise. This year, they've been pressing all the right buttons. They've been pressing all the right buttons. All right, so that was kind of my my quick breakdown on the offense. We can dive into it more, and we will. Um, Okoye should be on tomorrow. I believe we're trying to confirm, actually, tonight, a potential roundtable. Um, we'll talk more about it. But, but Okoye and I will dive into it more tomorrow, both offense and defense. But that's just my quick take on, on the Chiefs offense. We, we know it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, right? It's an arrowhead. It's going to be difficult. But if you're physical with these guys... I think you give yourselves a fighting chance to not only keep them to, you know, 20s, but I'm talking about, you saw the Packers, 13, I think it was what, 7 was the game or something like that? 
you can do something similar. Your defense is physical this year. You have the athletic ability to match up with these guys in regards to tight end. Tyreek is, is a freak speed-wise. But in regards to rallying and tackling, this is a good tackling team. This is a fast offense or a fast defense. I think you match up with the Chiefs. You just can't let chunk plays happen to you. Get chunk plays. It, it can get out of hand real quick. All right, let's get. I want to hear from my guy, Keystone. What's up, Keystone? Hey, what's going on, Sam? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you, man. What's good with you? Yeah, everything's good. And what a lot of people don't be saying, what I want to bring to the show is that offensive line's not the same. Ever since the Super Bowl, them tackles has been suspect. And people don't think that Kansas City don't miss Derek Fisher. That was Patrick Mahomes' is Tyron Smith. I'll say, I'll say this, Keystone. pressure on him. I'll say this, Keystone. Their offensive line was definitely struggling at the beginning of this year really bad. Um, they're starting to gel a little bit, but there is a leaky, there's a leaky uh, problem on an offensive line and his backup tackle, Andrew Wiley. Um, if, he's not, if he's playing in, in replacement of Mike Remmers on Sunday, they got a problem at right tackle that can be exploited. But I think their offensive line is starting to play better. I will give them that. I will give them. I will have to say that Keystone. Beginning of the year, they were they were not good at all. They were trying to gel. Now they're starting to get there, and, and I think the numbers in the film is backing that up. I will. I do have to say that Keystone. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well, some people don't really see. A lot of people be focused on Tyreek Hill, but my guy that I'm looking at that we should pay a little more attention to as their anchor. That's Nicole Hartman, and I want Jay Lou on him because for some odd reason. He can get open. He's like an underrated route runner. He can get open, and he's like an anchor. He cleans up Tyreek Hill's mess. And I want to see what Jordan Lewis can do with him because he can get you a good couple of chunk yards, and that's what I don't want to see. Yeah. It's it's going to be – I feel like they're going to go into this game seeing the Cowboys play um, a ton of man. You got a little, a little reverb back there, Keystone. I'm going to turn oh, it down okay. just a little bit. Yeah. You hear me now? I can hear you, but there's like a, there's like a uh, echo. Oh, street right. cleaning. That was awesome. That's cool. So, so I, yeah, I got you. So I think what they're going to try to do, and they love to do this, they love to get that overhanging route where they'll have Tyreek and, and um, what's the cat's name, McCole Hartman on the same side. One's clearing out and the other's coming underneath on either a drag or, or, or post route one-on-one. And, and, yes, I feel like Lewis – can can bang with him in regards to these these routes that are ten yards and in. I do worry about Lewis carrying Hardman down the field because we got to remember Hardman's also a four two guy, ain't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. So very fast. So I, I I think I would live with with this too high situation as much as I can and just and make them play mistake free football, uh, matriculating down the field. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the two high, which is the cover two. But right. at the same time, that's going to leave the middle wide open. And we ain't got the linebacker zone personnel to cover that. That's going to leave holes wide open. We forgot what happened those first couple of series on what Kyle Pitts is doing to us. And we had to get back to man when we played Atlanta. Because you can, right? Like like with Atlanta, you can play man. They, they don't have the weapons. Yeah. Um, this is a fast team, and, and, and the numbers suggest. Now, they do have cover two beaters, and I showed some of those cover two beaters 
uh, in the highlight package. But those cover two beaters are only beaters to get, you know, 15-yard play, uh, something to, to continue to matriculate down the field. They're not plays where you're busting off 50, 60 yarders like they're used to. Yeah, I hear you on that one. And on that D-line, when you're saying our defense versus the offense, yeah. my, X, my X factor is Odigizua. Because mm-hmm. I think he can – I think he could – now, I understand he's going to be up against Creed Humphrey, the rookie out of Oklahoma. Playing very he well. He's one of my guys going yeah. draft drive. Yeah, he's one of my draft guys I was looking at. But Trey Smith, he's been kind of struggling. He's been giving up some pressures and – I think I think Dickie can get up in there if he's able to get that along with Parsons coming up. We could have Mahomes running like a chicken with his head cut off. I was yeah. hoping people, I was hoping Dallas personnel don't sleep on the Tampa film. I hope they don't. I hope they paying attention to that when they play Tampa in the Super Bowl and how they have. I wouldn't even put fight. that. I wouldn't even put that on. Me neither. That's not. That's this isn't the same offensive line at all. Um, you know, you know, Brown got traded for Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey. All these guys are new, and they're and they're playing better, and they're playing well. The, the the leaky leak on that line is Wiley. If he plays, I feel like you got to get Parsons mashed up on him in in, in um, third and longs. Yeah, that's the key. Get there in longs, knowing that they're not a run team. But no. they're gonna try to run. They're gonna try to run against us for sure. They're they're, they're going to run and keep you honest, and they're going to run to to open up their passing game. They're not running to try to run down your throats. Exactly. All right, bro. I gotta let you go though, man. The background yeah. noise is getting to folks. Oh my fault, man. I'm sorry, man. It's Thanks all good. Lot, man. It's all good. Appreciate you, Keystone. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's. And again, I actually like what I what I've seen. My bad, y'all. I actually like what I've seen on film. I think I just do. I think the Cowboys can match up with this Chiefs offense. I, I don't think this is the Chief off, Chiefs offense of 2000 and what was it, 17, 18, 19, whenever they were on a historic pace. Um, Patrick Mahomes is pressing a little bit this year. And while, yes, you can get no lead is safe with this offense, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. And we've been talking about it all year. Sometimes your best defense is your offense. And if the Cowboys offense can put pressure on Patrick Mahomes, granted the great Patrick Mahomes, he has been prone to turnovers. And I don't think the uh, Raiders did that last week when everyone was saying, you know, the Chiefs are back. Uh, Sure. Ironically, they become back the week before Dallas. Something told me that was going to happen. I made a status on Twitter. I'm like four or five weeks ago. I'm like, man, I'm not looking at that Chiefs game the same. As soon as I put it out there, I'm like, you know, they can easily just flip the switch <laughs> and become the Chiefs again. And uh, they they, they kind of did that. They kind of did that against the Raiders. And, uh, hey, they're back. And I love it, though. I'd rather be playing the Chiefs coming off that victory because you don't want to back a dog into a corner, a pit bull into a corner. And now, they, they you know, they're going to fight a little harder. Um, they won. Good for them. Now Dallas about to go in there. And get oh, I don't want to give away. I don't give it away. I got to tune in on Sunday. Uh, Tony from Temp. What's up, Tony? Uh, what's going on, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good sir. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna dive on into it, man. I finally got a chance to catch you at home. I'm on occasion, man. Oh, you're I'm not missing. driving today. Uh oh. Hello. Yeah, you, you there? Hear me? Yeah, I got you. 
Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to some good content on this morning. Uh, man, one thing I gotta say about that uh, is that uh, it's very key, man, that we stay with the play this week, man. That you know the Chiefs get a lot of they a lot of they big plays from extended plays when he start running around and you know you know that's where they get their big plays. It's, it's very important that we stay with them. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, it's it's going to be tough to cover these guys for seven seconds, you know, or what have you. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes loves to – he'll dance with you. He, you think he's about to just roll out from the pocket? Nah, he's just dancing to get to allow his linemen to get back in position so that he has an angle yeah. to throw off of. No angle is out of question for Patrick Mahomes. So you have to, like you said, play discipline all the way through the whistle because you might think, ah, play's over – but Patrick Mahomes does one of these weird sidearm throws, and he fits it right where it needs to be, and now you got a first down. Yeah. Like you said, man, we got to be physical this week. Oh, we yeah. got to hit them receivers in the mouth, you know, let them think about it, you sure. know. We got to be physical. This is, this is the game to me, man. This is the game where it's going to tell us a lot about our team, man, going to the, into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I think this yeah. one, this game right here might be one of the most important games of the season right here for our confidence because, you know, we go in there and beat the Chiefs, man. We gonna, Our confidence going to go through the roof. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to build up the morale. This, this, uh, this is the real statement game, in my opinion. I, you know, I, I thought that, you know, we call it checkmark games. I, I've, I've been trying to not use the word statement. I've been trying to use checkmark games. Um, this is definitely a checkmark game, but to me, this is this is one of those games where we go in there and we embarrass the Chiefs. The way the Cowboys are playing, or we just beat them in a really oh, good yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. The way the oh, Cowboys man. are playing, I think this is this will have an effect. Like you remember when the the Bills went in there and whooped on the Chiefs? Everybody was crowning the Bills, and then the Bills yeah. kind of fizzled back out to being an, an an above average team. Still a good team, but above average. Well, the Cowboys yeah. are are a top tier team. They go in there and beat the Chiefs. There's nothing else you can say. All you can say is, "All right, man. Yeah. Let's wait to see what happens in the playoffs." These boys. They ain't gonna it. give us our props till we. If we this type of game is where we we gonna. We're, we're, this is where we get our props at right here. This is the game mm-hmm. right here, man. That they say, you know. In closing, man, yeah, yeah I, I ain't trying to keep you too long, but in closing, uh, like like you said, man, I trust the staff, man. I trust the coaching staff. I said that last time I was up here, man, like. They've been doing their thing, ain't, you know. Uh, uh, whoever they ain't putting in the game, it's a reason for it. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason for it. Maybe they want, uh, you know, Ooh. still I, I think they should keep him as a, you know, what they've been doing, swing tackle. Uh, when Tyron come back, uh, you know, put him in there with Lionel Collins and let him be a swing. He's still learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Next year, do you put him out there in the fire, you know? Hey, man. Or, you know, something like that, but keep him where he at, you know? Yeah, my response to it, man, from here on out is I'm down with whatever they decide to do because they've been pushing all the right buttons. <laughs> I, I, but seriously, That's seriously, right. man, seriously. Hey, appreciate you, Tony. All right, man, appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm down with whatever they decide to do. These these, these guys know what they're doing. Um, My guy Fresh said that that Tony sound like Robin Robin Harris from, uh, from House Party. <laughs> kind of do. Um, Andre, you made a great point here. This says, Sky, this game reminds me of 2014 versus Seattle in Seattle. I love that. 
I love that analogy. You know why? Because that was the game. I think it was early in the year, too. But that was the game that solidified the Cowboys that season. I think the Cowboys are already solidified this year, but from a confidence standpoint, going up in Seattle in 2014, that was the Legion of Boom. That was when they were at the height of the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. Getting that victory on the road in the way they did it, comeback fashion, all the adversity, I think gave that team such a confidence moving forward. And that was the year that they were just crushing it on the road. Um, yeah, this is similar. If they can go into Arrowhead against a Super Bowl winning quarterback and coach and the almighty Chiefs offense, the almighty Arrowhead, and come out there with a victory, I don't care how. Y'all know me. Just get it done. That'll be huge moving forward. Huge. Phone lines are absolutely packed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut these things down, lock them up. So if you want to get in here, you better get in here now. I don't even know if I'll get to all of you guys. That's how many uh, are in here. But Law Nation, we got Law in here. I don't see Law in here. I see Law in here. But let's get to O-Head, man. What you got for us today, O-Head? Mike, check one, two. lunatic oh here listen brother i don't know if you fell asleep you there all right we'll come back to you oh here let's let's get uh 831 in the building 831 what it is what it do sky good morning how are you folks i'm good man good morning how are you good morning good morning yeah listen i uh um you sound like you sound like the lunatic bro is this the lunatic (laughs) (laughs) no this is nacho this is Nacho from the Bay Area up here. Nacho, uh, let me save you, Nacho. All right, what's up, Nacho? Yeah, save me, save me. Thank you. Uh, so now, Scott, you know, uh, you know, the beginning of the year, going against Tom Brady. Gotcha, you know, man. the nemesis in the past in terms of Aaron Rodgers and with the Packers, and now here we go against Mahomes and Reed. So yes, this this team, without a doubt, I truly believe. You know. Um, for Dallas fan base, uh, for for what we want to do, yes, you do have. We do have to beat the Mahomes of the world, the Aaron Rodgers, the the Tom Brady's, and we need to be bat battle tested. Yeah. And if we can go into Arrowhead and play our brand of football that we've been playing, and right now, this is obviously without no doubt, in my opinion, the premier matchup of the weekend. Um, and if we can go in, yeah, absolutely. So if we can go in there and, and we can soundly go in there and, and put a great performance and win this game and, and continue this, 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 uh, uh, dynamic season that we have going on so far, uh, and, and, and that top stay within that top three seating, which I think is going to be very critical for me, I could go whether they, we, whether we shoot for the number one seed, the two or three. Give me top three. I'm fine because I believe Dallas is well, good enough. Not, you're going you know to get not only win at home, Nacho, but you're going to get top three because you're yep. going to win the division. You know, there's no really yes, no sir. difference between three or four, in my opinion. But you want number one because that you only need two games to get to the Super Bowl. Then, 
Um, and you're in right square dead smack in position to get it. So I would be aiming for the number one seed. You're a game, you're a half game behind, and you play the Arizona Cardinals later on in the year. So the goal, I understand, you start with winning the division. You got to lock that up first. But I think the long-term goal during the regular season is getting that number one seed because I think the Cowboys, and I think I said this on Twitter, I don't think teams really want to see Dallas in Dallas. And, and I get it. The Broncos came in here and did with that again. This game was an anomaly all the way around. The Broncos game, when the schedule came out, who really wanted to go see the Broncos play? I felt like Cowboy fans sold their tickets. They just said whatever. Um, that's not going to happen in the playoffs, bruh. <laughs> Can you imagine divisional and, and, and champ, NF, uh, NFC championship game where this team is averaging 40 points per game at home? I'm trying to play at home. So they need to be aiming for that. You know, I, I, I uh, Sky, to your point, with the with the home crowd, the way the home crowd has been of late, uh, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, since 2016, since Dak and Zeke were rookies coming in, and the way they just were mentally uh, 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 hung to be road warriors, and, and you know, and I think from that point on, you know, I know they've kind of, you know, kind of been a little bit. Uh, uh, not as, as strong on the road as they've been early, but of late, I truly have this gut feeling that absolutely we win our division, we try to get that number one seed or what have you. Either way, we win one home game and then we go on the road. Go on the road. I, I just, my gut that tells me that, you know what, this team can, we're going to go and play anywhere against any. agree with you. Sure. Uh, hey, man, appreciate the call in, Nacho. Yep. Let me get to it. All right, all right. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I think we got my guy Professor O in the building, so y'all know what that means. I hope it means our Professor O obscured stat of the week. Hey, O, we got you. Oh, wait a minute. I think I got you muted here. Professor O, we got you, good brother? Yeah, can you hear me? I got you now, man. What's up, bro? Let's go. First off, enjoy the show. Uh, always, as always. Glad you're back. Missed you yesterday, so I had to yeah. follow up and make sure you're doing all right. So I'm good. Anyways, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I got some good stats for you this week, I, I think. So um, you kind of touched on some of the big things already, like how Kansas City's doing in terms of offensive production this year yeah. versus defense. Obviously, the defense has been kind of a liability for them. Um, when you're identifying things that you pointed out a few things that obviously teams are having more success with cover two versus cover one um, with those two deep safeties. Yeah. I noticed something for Kansas city though. So Kansas city is allowing 9.4 yards per target to tight ends. They're 32nd in the league in covering tight ends this year. So maybe something to take advantage of with that. And in terms of speaking of tight ends, I think a lot of us think of, you know, obviously Kelsey is one of the best in the game. Kansas City is averaging 7.7 yards per attempt to tight ends. They're 23rd in the league when targeting tight ends, which is kind of interesting because I, I think most of us would assume that they'd be, you know, a little bit more successful with that. Well, I, um, let me can I interject on that one? Just maybe my thoughts on that. I, I think what yeah, it might ahead. what it might be is because of teams playing that shell, uh, they're just asking asking Kelsey to just get to the middle, turn around, catch it, or or, or quick quick hits to Kelsey. Um, I wonder what his stats are, though, when he's spread out wide, because we all know that they they line Kelsey up out as a wide receiver a lot, too. Right. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, he's he plays everywhere. He's he the H-back slot 
plays wide. So he does a little bit of everything. Um, in terms of yards per attempt for the Cowboys, the Cowboys are, are Cowboys wide receivers. We're averaging 9.4 yards per attempt when targeting wide receivers. That's number three in the league. So pretty big there. Um, I talked about this about four weeks ago with you, but our first down success rate running the ball is actually way above the league average. So Zeke's still averaging 5.1 yards per carry on first down, and Pollard's 4.7. A lot of times first down is not actually a good time to run the ball because you know they're expecting running. it, you yeah. actually have more success Yeah, second and third downs. But both Zeke and Pollard are still eating there. Um, we're, so what I was interested in seeing was what was going to happen with Jarwin being injured, McEwen coming back, and sure. Gallup being reintroduced, how they were going to manage the 11 and 12 personnel. So – through the season right now, the Cowboys are in 11 personnel 58% of the time. And I think that's because – I think that's – yeah, that's because Gallup was out. I do think they go back to being more 11 as the season rolls forward. But but you're right about the Chiefs. One thing I noticed, brother, they do a lot of tight – a lot of tight formations. They do. Yeah, they, they love bunch. So uh, in 11 personnel, we're doing it 58% of the time. When we're in 11 personnel, we're passing 68% of those attempts or uh, the personnel groupings. 109.2 quarterback rating for Dak, 17 touchdown passes. And in, even when we're running, we're still having success because the 32% of the time that we run in 11 personnel, we're averaging 4.8 yards per carry. So eating there, 12 personnel, we're 31%. Chiefs are 22%, so we're actually doing 12 more than they are, um, which isn't a surprise considering we had Darwin and Schultz for right. you know a big chunk of the season. We're running 63% of the time out of 12 personnel, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. And when we do throw the ball, we're still having 110 quarterback rating and averaging 9.6 yards per attempt. So basically, whichever personnel grouping we're in, we've, we've been productive, which is good to see. Um, I did want to talk about C.D. Lamb. So he's averaging 18.6 yards per catch in man coverage. And all six of his touchdowns this year have been against man coverage. Man up on him. Please go one-on-one with that man. (laughs) What'd you say? I said, please go one-on-one with that man, please. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see because Kansas City, like Dallas, is in man coverage. Uh, I think they're in the top five in man coverage this year. Hmm. So they're playing a lot of man if Kansas City is. So it's going to be interesting to see if Kansas City adapts this week they not to adapt. the Cowboys because do you know who that is over there? CD's going to eat them alive. Do you know who that is over there? Steve yeah. Spagnolia. That man right. ain't adapting a damn thing. <laughs> so 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 yeah, we'll we'll get into the defense tomorrow. But I, I mean, listen, they, they played a little better last week against the Raiders and things like that. But I'm gonna say what I've been saying all year. You ain't played the Cowboys yet. And they present so many different challenges that I don't think a single team in this league present. I don't. I don't. I think this is the most difficult team to prepare for. And when you're a stubborn defensive coordinator like Steve Spagnuolo is, you're going to have issues. Now, now they did make a move that could have a trigger effect. They went out and got Melvin Ingram. Um, That's allowed them to put uh, Jones, Chris Jones, back at defensive tackle. So, you know, he'll he'll give our guards and guards and center hell. But um, nonetheless, I still don't believe that is, is a defense you fear. But you do have to make right. sure you don't just get willy-nilly with it because Tyran Matthew is back there and he'll get you. Yeah, and I just wanted to kind of hammer home the point on how good our offense has been this year. So one of my favorite stats is called toxicity. Literally what it is, it was invented by Brian Billick. It's tracking how many explosive passing plays, which are 20 or more yard gains, and explosive runs you have 
taking your turnovers out of the equation. The Cowboys have played one less game than the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't had their bye week yet. They have it after they play us next week. Um, but, again, they played one more game than we have. The Chiefs have generated 62 explosive plays this year. The Cowboys, in nine games, have generated 72 explosive plays. So we have 10 more explosive plays in one less game. What a better offense. kind of labor the point. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, yeah, I, with better offense, point blank, period. Um, I, you know, Vod said it going into the season. I didn't think he was crazy either. I mean, listen, no team presents a running back challenge like we do, the wide receiver challenge like we do. The uh, hell, we found out our tight ends are even that good. Um, our offensive line is really good, and then you marry it with the way that Kellen is calling. I, I don't, I don't think there's another offense in the league that can do what we do, and your stats are proving that. Oh, exactly. So. Anyways, I appreciate you letting me have a few minutes. I'll hop out so everybody else can join in. But go Cowboys. Yeah, make sure y'all check out Professor O. Uh, USA Today writer, uh, it was the analytics science, science analytics. What's the, what's the actual title? Yeah, it's football data scientist for USA Today Cowboys. I, lo- I love that title. Football data scientist. About to be our football data scientist. Yeah, Professor O, man, stats yeah. of the week. Appreciate you, bro. See ya. I really enjoy Professor O coming through with the stats. I do. I do. Lots of, lots of stats because I, I can't catch them all. I try. I'm like Pokemon. I'll be out there. I, I got a lot of numbers and stuff, but I can't catch them all. Professor O will break them down for you. He'll break them down for you, man. Awesome job, Professor O. Appreciate you, man. Hopefully you guys enjoy that uh, as well. Um, all right. We'll get to a few more here. Uh, DJ. We got DJ on the line. We got Jacob. What's up, DJ? Hey, what's going on, Will? How you doing, brother? I'm good, but it sounds like you're lighting some firecrackers up over there, DJ. Oh, man, no, no, I just got out of a long meeting, man. This is why I call in so late every day. So, like, no, 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 I was just cool. telling myself we got to – What I'm saying is but, uh, your reception sounds like you fi- like you just lit a fire and, you you know, and you're trying to get the thing going. That's what it sounds like right now. <laughs> oh, well, my fault, my fault, my fault. Let me, let me see if I can, I can fix that up for you. I'll be adjusting, but you can still understand me, can't you? Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is go ahead and get to your point, and I'm about to answer it off the phone so we don't have that cracking in the background. All right. All right, all right. Uh, well, uh, all I had, brother, was uh, I missed if you talked about it earlier. Uh, the main thing I wanted to say was, you know, I don't want Trayvon Diggs anywhere near Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, we can mix coverage and give help to Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis or something like that. But uh, I would prefer Diggs be on Kelsey or one of the other receivers because. I don't like what uh, might happen. It might be another Kadarius Tony situation, like they against New York. But Tyree Kill has the ability to take it all the way to the house. But I'll get out. I'll get out your way with this. With my phone's acting up, brother. All right, brother. So DJ wants Diggs on Kelsey. That's a matchup that I haven't really talked about. Um, we talked about Kelsey, or we talked about Diggs on Pitts last week. Why not Diggs on Kelsey? I'm, I actually like that. I do. But I know this might sound crazy. I don't think it's really crazy. I like J-Ron Curse, a.k.a. J-Rock, as my guy uh, Okoye would say. I like J-Ron Curse on on Kelsey this week. I do. Because I I don't think Kelsey's beating you deep. I don't think Kelsey's out. He's not going to burn you. Kelsey Kelsey can route you up. But you need some physicality on Kelsey. And I think J-Ron Curse can be that physical guy on him that way you can keep Diggs at cornerback to deal with these wide receivers yes do I want to see Tyreek Hill on Diggs deep not, not really because Tyreek Hill is just just that guy deep uh, but there's going to be times they're matched up and they're not always going to be deep routes so if they're you know if you, you do get to a contested 
ball with Tyreek Hill and Diggs. I think his size can overpower uh, Hill if it's a jump ball situation. He doesn't normally throw jump ball things to Tyreek Hill. He'll just throw that thing up there like Uncle Rico and say, Tyreek, go get it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, at times, for sure, maybe third down pressure moments or whatever, big, big moments, mojo moments, you put uh, Kelsey on – I'm sorry, you put digs on Kelsey. I can dig I can dig it. <laughs> but but yeah, J. Ron Curse. I would like to see J. Ron on him a little bit. I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you. Uh let's get to Jacob. What's up, Jacob? W- what's up, Jacob? Hello? Yep, I got you, bro. Um, my bad, Scott. How'd you all meet, man? <laughs> it's all good. Hey, uh, real quick, um, man, Professor O, that guy's a genius, man. Props to him, and thanks for having him on the show as well, Scott. He's great, man. Oh, hey, listen, he appreciate that. I hope you guys appreciate that. Like I said, if, if y'all if y'all really like those stats, uh, we're going to continue to try to bring it. We try to do it every week, but we we, we haven't been able to get to it. But yeah, the professional yeah. obscured stats—they're awesome. What's up, though? Yeah, yeah, and uh, hopefully y'all like my stats. Nah, not really <laughs> stats, but <laughs> nah. Uh, I was just thinking too, like um, like kind of what the last caller said. Uh, J. Ron, man, I think I think he should be good on uh, Travis Kelsey too, only because I listened to Dan Quinn's interview yesterday, and he said that they have to play physical with these guys, and they have to run them through the whistle, like man to man through yeah. the whistle. They cannot, like the way we mentioned earlier, Pat, Pat Mahomes, he could throw, he could, you know, he could throw a ball from underneath underneath him, he could throw a ball underneath his legs in the back of him, you know, he could do all types of throws, and you know, we just got to make sure we're on our man through the whistle and not allowed, you know, small completions. Big competitions, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely um, right, man. They got to tackle. They, they really have to tackle this yeah. week. And and I think I think uh, you know they put Tyree Kill a lot in the slot to get give him that start that cushion. But I think you should run Anthony Brown on him due to you know Brown has that four three speed with him coming out of, coming out of college. I think and then you know just over the top help with safeties with two high uh, Malik Hooker, Casey. You know, J. Ron in the box. You know, Manny with with uh, with Kelsey. You know, that that's just what I would what I would run with. Yeah, I I do like I do like A. B. or I can't believe I'm saying that, but I do like A. B. or J. Lou on Tyreek Hill. Um, the, the slot they're probably going to roll with J. Lou. I don't think they really have been moving A. B. around. I think A. B. has been primarily, and maybe Professor O can give us a stat, but he's been primarily on one side or the other more so than the slot. Um. Unless they come out in like a a twelve personnel package, right? And then they spread the guys out or what have you. Um, but yeah, I like yeah. J. Lou's quickness or, or J. Lou's quickness. He's more quick than fast. And then I like A. B. Speed to 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 contend with anything deep. But it's a different guy deep. So you're you're going to have to really stay in that man's hip pocket. And when he does run a nine route, you got to get to Patrick Mahomes. You let him sit back there. He'll just wait till he clears your zone. He'll wait till he clears your two eye because he will. And he'll just launch it. So um, you you gotta you gotta tee off on Patrick Mahomes and make him feel you. Well, what about what about Hilaire? Is, do you know if he's gonna be playing? Because I know he was out a couple of couple games, right? I'm not sure. I mean, he's cool. Whatever him and da- him and I think it's Damian Williams. I don't really see a crazy difference to me in their scheme. I think both of those guys are productive runners, but I think they're productive runners because of the scheme. Not saying they're not good players, right? Um, but but Damian Williams, I believe he should have won MVP of the Super Bowl. I think it's the guy I'm thinking of um, a couple years ago. He, well, they had, had two Williams 
that year. They had Damon Williams, who's now with Chicago, and they have Darrell Williams, which Darrell, is who number so, three. So which right one now. is with them now? So they're both D. Williams. Darrell. Darrell so was, Williams is with them. Okay, so I think Damian was a guy who who was great in the in the, in the Super Bowl, but but hell, yeah, Darrell's been yeah. productive too, <laughs> you know, I, and I, that's why yeah, I think yeah. it's a scheme thing more than it is like these guys are exceptional talents. I think they're a product of the East West uh, scheme that they run. We should call it the East West Coast offense because because that's what Andy Reid runs. It's a variation of the West Coast. He comes from that that tree, but he's implemented a lot of uh, modern day. Um, modern day things into it so he can be productive uh it's kind of to me like last week I don't come into this game overly concerned about their run game because I don't think they're going to run it to be a running team they're they're going to run it to to open up the passing game yeah and and I'm not making no comparisons here or anything but I think the Cowboys defense should play the Chiefs just the way they played Atlanta only because they kind of you know you know they kind of pair up in the same position with Tyreek and Cordell Patterson and then Kyle Pitts with Travis Kelsey again. Don't 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 get me wrong. I'm not comparing them, but I I mean it's just they played them so well. You know they practically shut out those guys, and I think they should do the same thing with them. You know a little different tight end, you know athletic tight end in in uh, Pitts, but I think with with Kelsey, if you man up with with Curse and get a little physical with him and make him contest those catches, we'll be okay. Yeah, I feel confident in them in them kind of limiting. Or are making it tough on Kelsey. Red zone is a little bit more of an issue, but I, I would be careful. I just would be careful being a primary man team against this offense. They they welcome that just like we do, right? Hey, please man up against yeah. McCole. Please man up against Tyreek Hill, uh, because that, if we can block it up, he's going to run by your guy. So I I want to see Dan go into his bag this week. I want to see him mix it up a little bit more. To be honest with you. Um, than what he's done. And, and that's not a bad thing that he hasn't mixed it up. It's just he's been a chameleon. He's switched up what he used to do. And what is hap- what's, wor- what's working with this team is more man, more uh, single high, bringing a guy down in a box, um, having a guy like Curse and, and, and Wilson be all over the place, having a freak like Micah Parsons. Uh, this week, though, I would like to see Dan mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, with this, I'm closing, man. I'm telling you right now. I was going to whoop the crap out of the, the Chiefs. Woo! They're, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, man. All right, Scott. Appreciate you, Jacob. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Jacob. Ah, that was Jacob. Let's get back into the into the chat, see what you guys are saying here. My phone is going off this morning. CJ said, I got my homes throwing for, I haven't showed you in a minute, for 200 yards with at least one interception. Tell you something right now, boy. If the cat, like, like, here's the thing about this game, and I don't want to give it all away because Sunday we're going to be talking about it again. I, I'm so confident. I'm so confident, and, and and I'm not the overconfident like the Denver game. This is more of a. I like our guys too, Steven. You know, I'm rolling with what Steven say. I like our guys a lot in this matchup. Hmm? A whole lot. In the Denver game, it was kind of easy to go in there. Like, ah, it's Denver. Yeah, I'm confident, whatever. Nah, fam. This is heavyweight against heavyweight. And I like our punch. I like our counters. Uh, I like our defense. But if they go in there and hold these boys to 200 yards and one interception. 
I'm going to just, you know, nah, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not. I'm not, CJ. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to celebrate the victory. I'm going to move forward. Because I'm trying not to be that fan. I haven't really been allowed to be that fan in the last decade. Eh, 2014, 2016. You know, even in the 2016 year, I'm going to be real with y'all. In 2016, and I love Dak Prescott. I was like, yeah, but he a rookie. No team has ever won a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. I sat back and said, whatever they decide to do, I'm cool with it. But even in back and deep in my head, I'm like, yeah, we got a really good team, but I don't know if we go in the Super Bowl because that's never happened. God damn it. If they go in there and do that, I already feel great, but it's going to be hard for me to contain my excitement moving forward. And this is a week-to-week lead, so I'm going to try to stay week-to-week with y'all. We're going to live through this thing. But, but CJ, listen, man. I'm with you. They got my guy Vach in the building. <laughs> hey, Vach, tell Pat to come outside. Let me Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, stop it Vach. I'm trying to remain cool, calm, and collected, man. Let's save this energy for the round table. Speaking of which, man, did, did, did law ever confirm? What, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I, I need to know if law confirms so we can get that thing popping tonight, Vach. Okay? Okay. Uh, what y'all got up in here? Uh, the lunatic is already calling at 3821. It's Wednesday. We usually do that on Friday, the lunatic. Mahomes says Eagles are trash. Has been very bad versus the Blitz. Oh, about very bad. Um, and on the run with pressure this year, like really bad. I, Mahomes is completing 71% of his passes against the Blitz. He has three touchdowns, only one turnover. Teams are not blitzing Patrick Mahomes. For good reason, Damn. You blitz Patrick Mahomes, Tyree kills one-on-one, right? Uh, Kelsey, McCole Hardman, things like that. It's it's a difficult offense to blitz because of the quarterback and the space ball that they play. Should have had a little. Y'all seen space ball is one of my favorite old school moves. Um, I don't I don't know. Timely blitzes. Be smart with your with your blitzes. I would not go into this game being blitz happy against Patrick Mahomes unless you just really have that confidence in you guys to hold up out there. Um, if they do, then so be it. You're risking it. I'm not going to lie to you. You're risking it. But I, w- I would timely blitz this thing. I was smoking mirrors this thing with, with uh, Micah Parsons. Might be might be more Micah Parsons forward than backward in this game. So just be smart is all I'm saying. Be smart. Stephen White said front four must put it on him. Yes, yes. Because he's actually struggled. Eagles are trash. With a lot of guys in coverage, more as opposed to six rushing them, and you only got four or five in the back end of cover. Uh, let's get to three, two, one. I mean, I'm gonna try to get back to old head, but he might be asleep. Three, two, one. What it is? What it do? Hey, what's up, Sky? What's up, man? Hey, so I was thinking, dude, about this game, and the more I think about it, man, the more I think that. I don't think Dak's going to have a big game. I think it's going to be more so Zeke and Pollard being Thunder and Lightning again. I think they're going to go to flash again this game and have a big game. I think it's best if they do because I don't think their Chiefs front four can stop. Well, I don't think their front seven can stop our run game. I think um, even if they are playing man, I still think that the Chiefs are going to play a little bit back from the line of scrimmage just because they're going to be afraid of the receivers that we have now with Gallup being back next to weapon. 
Um, I think that um, if I was a defense, I know there was a caller that said they they prefer curse on Kelsey. Well, that was me. That was me. Yeah, I prefer I prefer curse to be spying Patrick Mahomes because he can quietly tear you up on the ground. Ten here, ten here, ten here, and eventually they get down the field with some cheap little run plays like those. And I feel like um, be real with you. He would be a great asset. <laughs> let me let me let me level with you here. I hear you, Patrick Mahomes can run the ball, but but this ain't Jalen Hurts. This ain't uh, Kyler Murray. You know, I don't know that I really want to waste a coverage person to spy Patrick Mahomes running. You know, I feel like I'd rather him be in coverage because he wants to beat you with his arms. What Patrick Mahomes is going to do running wise is run the hell around to throw. Like he he's very similar to uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can eat you up on the ground running, but he wants to run around to find a weird, awkward window to get it to one of his guys. So I'm going to I'm going to push back on you a little bit there, brother. I'm going to say I'd rather have that extra guy covering. That makes sense. Okay. All right. That, that, I mean, I understand. I understand. You know, differences of opinions. Um, either I mean, either him or the Donovan Wilson. I want spying Patrick. I don't want Patrick getting a chance to going to get close to you know getting around that edge. Sure. Um, because he he loves to tiptoe on that sideline, and uh, I've been watching him for a while. But you know what? Honestly, I'm feel like I feel like this game could go either way. I feel confident going into this game. And I, I know a lot of people probably don't remember the last time we played them in Kansas City. I think it was uh, the year we had Morris Claiborne who had that game-winning interception, right? Yeah. Man, I remember that game. It was a good game. Um, Are you, that was, uh, you talking that, about in 2016? Or 2017? 2017? No, 2014. Was that 14? No, we beat them in 2017. Uh, I call it the Taco Charlton and Jeff Heath game because Taco Charlton got his first sack, I think it was. And then Jeff Heath got an interception in that game. That was a game Tyreek Hill scored a weird touchdown at the end of the half where they played prevent defense. No. Oh, no, no, no. That was at, that was at AT&T. Oh, you're uh, talking, about talking about on the road. Oh, you're talking about on the road. Oh, when the last time they beat him on the road? Uh, I think it was the, the Miles Austin game. Yeah, brother. We The Cowboys lost to them in 2013 on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was the rookie year of Travis Frederick. And what I remember in that game was Don Terry Poe was giving him fits. Um, that was a tightly contested game, but I believe they lost. The last time they beat him on a road was the Miles Austin game. And I could be wrong, but but I think I'm right. Possibly, but yeah, man, Um, I look forward to this week, and I just hope that they keep the physicality going. I hope the run game really going to step up big time this game. And uh, Yeah, let me, uh, yeah I'm going to talk about that. Can... Great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope that Dak um, is efficient. Um, I hope that um, the, the guys are able to just keep this, uh, this 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 wave going because I'm riding in and I don't want to come off this wave, man. I don't want to come hey, down. Hey, hey, strap up, brother. We still going up. Strap up. Yes. All right, man. I'm going to the mile high. No Denver intended. Right, <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate right. the call. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to touch on what he said, though, about the run game. And, again, I haven't got – I went into the lab and mostly watched um, the Chiefs' offense today because that was what this is about. I do know their defense has been horrendous this year. 
in general, but specifically, specifically, I need to go in and watch today because that'll be tomorrow's show with the Koye, and, and we'll revisit the offense as well as we usually do. Um, but their defense has been porous. They, they've been beat in a multitude of ways on the ground with physicality, uh, through the air, with finesse. Again, yeah, they added Ingram, so that could change some things. Um, but, but I have a tremendous amount of confidence in this offense against their defense. Steve Spagnolo is, is very predictable, stubborn, aggressive. They're going to come after Dak, but Dak has been the number one quarterback, according to PFF, under pressure. Uh, he's been amazing against the blitz. When things are in his face, he does not phase. Um, so, so I say bring it. You know what I mean? Bring it. Now, they did make a swap in the back end. They took out Thornson or whatever his name is. I have no idea. Sorensen, whatever. can't believe he was starting over Juan Thornhill. And Juan Thornhill, who, draft community. Yeah. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just yeah. can't get into it because they would never understand. Y'all probably like, why is he doing this? If the draft community, if, if, if you know, you know. Juan Thornhill, he was sitting there, and um, you know, we decided to take Tristan Hill, and the rest is history. Okay, uh, you know, I just wanted to get that out the way. Now we got that out the way. Juan Thornhill, you finna get this smoke too, all right? You finna get this smoke too, okay? But <laughs> Juan Thornhill and Tyran Matthew are playing pretty well back there of of late. Um, so we'll have to deal with that, I guess. My bad. That one was for draft community. Um, Ohid, are you there? Oh my goodness, Ohid! Ohid is awake. awake. He's there, man. We we, we is a little worried, man. A little worried. I'm, I'm, we are babysitting our grandbaby today, oh, okay. and I had you on speaker. I had the phone on speaker because we put the TV on her little. What is it, Coco Melon? Coco Melon. I know all about Coco Melon, man. I got a little. Well, brother, I'm learning because you know my daughter grew up with Barney, and my granddaughter is now Coco Melon. But anyway, I didn't call about that. I was on, and when I punched the phone to get off a speaker and slammed it to my face real fast, my cheek muted the dead gum phone. Uh, And when you said, you said I couldn't, you know, I was sitting there going, "I'm here, I'm here. What the heck's wrong? I'm here." Anyway. Excuses, excuses. Everybody's got them. Um, a lot of guys have, have said, the guy right before me, and I forgot his name, brought up what I was going to talk about, bringing up thunder and lightning, rhythm yeah. and blues. Yeah, I meant to get into that. Yeah, bring that back up over here. Bring two, man, back up. two man backfield. Um, yeah. Two man backfield, because I feel like that against a, a powerful offense, what you want to do, obviously, is control the ball, and to do that, we can slow things down and run the crap out of it. And I don't know if that's what they're going to do. These games are so funny. Over the years, we've got people like yourself that entertain us all week long with letting us get our our thoughts out there as to what they ought to do. And then the defense and the offense and the coaches show up and do something totally different that nobody ever expected. Uh, I feel like, you know, you mentioned – trying to spy on uh, Mahomes, and I think we got, if number 11 is doing his thing, 
you know, he's the perfect spy because he's going to be back there. He is. And the caller wasn't – the, the caller, real quick, he wasn't – Ronald. I pushed back on him because y'all know how I do. <laughs> I pushed back. But he wasn't wrong. Like, Patrick Mahomes can be dangerous with his legs. I just think it's more sure. so, you know, he, he wants to throw the ball – and I just – I would rather – hey, if y'all going to beat me with Patrick Mahomes' legs, you just beat me with Patrick Mahomes' legs. I want to put as many people well, in he's coverage. Well, he's not going to beat us if he runs. But the main thing right. is once a young quarterback gets hurt a couple of times, uh, he's not as liable or is not as anxious to run like Dak yeah, at let, one play. Hit him a little bit. Hit him a little bit. His head. Yeah, now that he's been hurt, he knows the value of – you know, the business decision and taking staying back there and throwing when he can, but I feel like our defense can handle uh I feel like our defense can handle Mahomes like you said, but the way we handle Mahomes is keeping the ball out of his hands and sure. controlling the ball. I would be perfectly happy, uh, in our case, with a like a twenty four to ten game. Ooh. If we just took our times, scored the points. I know. I know everybody wants no, 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 to no, see no. I'm getting a hype. I'm getting a hype. I'm hearing y'all talk about holding Mahomes to 200 and a tutty, holding Mahomes, holding the, 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 the Chiefs to 10 points. Listen, man, I'm going to come in here with a big chest if that happened. Well, I I mean, you know, if we, if we got them 21 zip at halftime and then take our time in the, in the second half and just shut them down, we go in there That's and we – we run the ball. We take our time. We have a lot of eight and nine minute drives, and maybe what's whatever the kicker's name is. You know, maybe let him get a get a few and get his leg going. If Greg, the leg is still hurt. I don't I don't care about that as long as our defense does its job. And I'd love to see Dorrance have another good game. I'd love to see you know, Parsons yeah. really really let it go and have a sack or two and. You know, just do what defenses do and get ready because both teams, keep in mind, Cowboys and the Chiefs are coming off of of comeback weeks where they both had good games, both scored, you know, 43 and 41 respectively. Uh, and, of course, you know, we were playing the Falcons, who ain't that good. They were playing the Raiders, who ain't that good. But, you know, we've got, we've got New Orleans coming. Sean Payton loves to play the Cowboys. We've got Andy Reid this week. And then we have got a string of NFC East. Everybody says, oh, the NFC East did nothing. When the NFC Yeah, sure, 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 sure. We got – what you got for this game, though, brother? We, we, we'll get to those games. Sure. Uh-oh, did I mute him? My bad. Ari is, is due to have a good game. And, of course, CD is going to be CD. So, you know, and, and who knows that uh, one of the one of those blocking tight ends, I bet you they've got a package in there for for Sean or uh, the other guy, Sprinkle, that yeah. will sneak something in for that. And look, look for, I keep asking for him to do something with McGovern, sneaking him out in the flat on a, a third goal or whatever. Let's save that and let him play one like like New England. I'll let you go, brother. Thanks for coming back to me. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed you before. I'll just try to keep my finger away from the mute button. Y'all right. have a great week, and I'll holler at you later. Bye. Appreciate, appreciate you, Owen. Um, yeah, I was looking over. I meant to say this 
from the last caller before I forget. Their rush defense this year, uh, 153 yards to the Chiefs, 251 yards to the Ravens, 121 yards to the Buffalo Bills, 122 yards to the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, they can get gashed 103 to Tennessee in a loss, which is kind of crazy that they only gave up 103 yards. Uh, and 103 to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, they can they can be be had on the ground. I don't think they have a ton of horses up there. But, again, this is, you know, it's a week-to-week league. But I feel confident in the ground. I, here's the thing, though. It, uh, this run game, this team, this this offense is all about adaptability. And, and it, we're talking tomorrow. I'm Shut up, Will. Shut up. We're going to save that for tomorrow. We're going to save that for tomorrow. But I agree the run game needs to make his presence felt if the numbers suggest. Um, the other thing that he said was the defense ends. He said he hopes Dorrance Armstrong has another performance. He said it last week. I'm going to keep on saying it to our boys get back. Anytime you lose an alpha, you need your guys to step up and raise up and, and raise their level of play above expectation. And last week they did that. Terrell Basham was, was harassing. Um, Dorrance Armstrong was harassing. We saw Tristan Hill. Was it a great game by Tristan? No, but but go check out Vach's uh, breakdown, Vach Lombardi's breakdown. He, Tristan Hill, you saw that elite get-off. You saw that hustle. Um, Tristan Hill, ladies and gentlemen, if, if he once he gets his feet up under him, he's going to be a part of that rotation that helps you moving forward. So we're going to need him to raise his level of play. So if you can get these guys to kind of play like they played with their hairs on fire last week, that's going to make Patrick Mahomes rush his delivery rush his progression, and he'll get into those weird, awkward throws where he can pick the ball off. Um, my bad for that quick mute too, man. Um, We got 229 and 215 that we're going to end the show with. 229. Woo, that was loud. 229, what's up? Good morning, man. Good morning, good brother. Hey, man. I was uh, listening, man, and, and y'all brought up a lot of good points, you know, the, the previous callers. This game right here, if I'm not mistaken, you know, I'll be checking the weather. And it, you know, it, it might be a cold, rainy, you know, sloppy weather game, you know, which will be of advantage to us because we actually can run the ball. Yeah, that, that definitely would be an advantage to the Cowboys because that's a finesse team. Dallas is – I call our offense an amoeba offense, a chameleon offense, where we can adapt. We're an adaptability, aggressive adapting offense. So if it comes out there and it's a ton of rain, we'll line up two tight ends, three tight ends. We'll, we'll line up uh, 11 personnel and just run it down your throat if you give us a light box. Exactly, exactly. I, and, and I feel like that's – I feel like it, it's going to come down to that. You know, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they, 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 they don't like to be hit, man. I think if we go out there and be physically, you know, like beat up on these people a little bit, they're fooled. I really think so. I really think they're fooled, Scott. If we come out, play physical football, I know a lot of guys like to, to see the edge, rush us, you know, it looks pretty and it looks nice when we get them sacks off the edge. But the quarterback, number one, Kryptonite is pressure, instant pressure up the middle, Scott. Nope, if we can get our tackles pressure up the middle, that's a game changer right there. Michael Parsons, if I'm not mistaken, when he got a sack, he was blitzing up the middle. 
Well, well, nah, he came off the. I mean, he he has a ton of sacks or pressures up the middle, but he had his his actual sack was off the edge where he just abused that right tackle, and that's where my matchup is going to be if I had a mouse in the house. If he plays, Felipe asked ask about their health. Um, we'll know today, but their tackles Lucas Nying and Mike Remmers were out last week, which meant that uh, Andrew Wiley had to step in, and he's just not a good tackle. Um, so if he's playing right. next, if he's playing on Sunday, mouse in the house. Put Micah over there when you yes, need so. to, and, and you're going to make Patrick Mahomes get off his spot. Hey, right. I'm going to let you. That, far, yeah, go ahead. Last far, one. As far as the defense, man, you know, we got to kind of, you know, give, give Mahomes a look. You know, trick him. You know what I'm saying? Confuse him a little bit. Sure. You line up, might be looking like ass, but then we drop off in the zone. You know, they, he himself has a problem with that. You know, because they want to get the big quick thing right now. Hey, no, you're absolutely right, man. I'm going to let you go because it's getting a little bit difficult to hear you, and, and it's affecting it. The chat is saying that too. So I'm going to let you go, man. I'm going to talk about right. that off the, off the phone. Appreciate you. Yeah, he's absolutely right getting to, to him. I mean, we, we talk about that a lot is, is pressuring these quarterbacks. It seems cliche, but there's certain guys that it obviously works on. Dak, it ain't working too much. You know, Dak Prescott's killing y'all when y'all try to pressure him. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to find out. Those games where I think the Tennessee Titans, got, yes, the Tennessee Titans, if you want a blueprint to to get into Mahomes, the Tennessee Titans, they sacked them four times and they held the Chiefs to three points in that game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was 20 of 35, 57 completion percentage, uh, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, it's probably his worst game of the season. So the Tennessee, you want to talk about blueprints, which whatever, right? That that would be it, though. That would be it. Get, get to Patrick Mahomes in that manner. And didn't even run the ball that crazy. They they just made Patty look like a human being. All right, two one five, final caller of the day. What you got for us? I am good, man. How are you? Yeah, it was your first uh, first time I called last week. Uh, once again, I really appreciate what you uh, guys are doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that love that love that Vach sent you last week when he uh, rated your. Uh, your show. Man, that, that was, was awesome. That was dope, wasn't it, man? This, listen, that's my bro, man. But yeah, yeah, it's just king on king love, king on king love. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, um, I know I'm, I'm ending the show. Uh, I like your uh, observation. I would love to see Curse on Kelsey. Um, if you remember the first interception of the season, they called a um, pass interference on Curse. He tipped the ball against Tampa Bay. He wasn't on the guy's back. I think the ref uh, assumed it because it was the great Brady. And I think, um, is, do you do you think that Al Harris is teaching that technique of tipping the ball because over interceptions were the same type of interception where the corner, the D-back, he reached over, tipped the ball, and it, and it popped up in the air for interception. Do you think that's Al Harris? Um, I've been, and I don't want to discredit Al Harris because he's the cornerbacks coach, but I've been giving a crap ton of credit to uh, Joe, or not Joe Feldman, to Joe Witt Jr. I, I, you know, I'm not discrediting any of the guys that were here last year, but Al Harris was here last year. And these cornerbacks, in my opinion, weren't playing this way. And Joe Witt Jr., I listened to, I have a video, it's way back in, in, my, um, in my archives here on this channel, when Joe Witt Jr. was signed, I did an extensive research on him and dropped like a five-minute video or something. Maybe it was shorter. He's not one to be messed with. Joe Witt Jr. is a no-nonsense physical uh, teacher as a defensive backs coach. And his success 
is not a fluke. If you go back and look at Joe Witt Jr.'s success in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy, a lot of his teams were top 10 in interception percentage and total interceptions and aggressiveness on the ball. Um, Atlanta didn't really have a lot of the horses, and they had that bad year last year, but I'm going to give the credit to Joe Witt Jr., good brother, because I think he's he's helped bring a different attitude to this defensive backfield, and he even said it. He said, I know I'm difficult to work with, but I'm going to get production out of my guys. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I have two other questions, and I have a bold prediction. Um, I think this may be the week that we can leak Connor McGovern out in the end zone, put him in the jumbo package, and throw it to him in the end zone, give Andy Reid some of his own medicine. (laughs) Um, I need need one trick for I need that. I need that. Because if, if this is a game where you got to outscore, you got to put all the bullets in the chamber. Yeah. In the chamber, this is the game you have to do that. Um, but I think I see Pollard getting close on, on the kickoff return. This may be the game where Pollard gets his kickoff return. Okay. And this may be the game where CD, CD may get his punt return. So Man. my bold prediction, okay. my bold prediction, if Pollard can get his kickoff return and we can get a defensive uh, touchdown, my bold prediction, 42-27, bold prediction. My conservative prediction, 27-24. Okay. I like it. I like it. That's a, that's a lot. McGovern kickoff, or McGovern touchdown, Pollard kickoff touchdown, and CD punt return. Listen, if you get that all in one game, you're winning. You're winning. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you, brother. You, Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Uh, that's the second caller that wanted – Connor McGovern to get one of these touchdowns in this game. Listen, I ain't going to complain about it, but I think I want to save it, man. I want to save it for the playoffs. Here's what, what uh, Kellen Moore, and I urge you guys to go listen to his press conference. I love listening to Kellen Moore. I ain't never really like listening to the coaches speak too much uh, growing up. The more I cover the team, the more I enjoy it, though. Definitely um, Dan Quinn. But Kellen Moore talked about basically reaching into his bag each week and showing teams different things that you may not revisit for another month. So maybe that's one of those things. I I definitely, definitely think they're setting up Connor McGovern for something. He even said that Connor McGovern thinks he can do everything. Uh, So, so maybe they show it week 11 and they don't bring it back to the playoffs Uh, because his bag is deep. It's it's real deep. And and he, all he does is stay up probably making plays. So sure. Well, we may see something today or, or this weekend. Save for the playoffs, man. Save for the playoffs. William Anthony said, we basically have three defensive coordinators. Who's who's the second one? I'll give you Joe Witt because Joe Witt, when, and this was just preseason, but when Dan Quinn got uh, COVID, Joe Witt stepped in that day. He didn't have time to prepare nothing, and he called a great game. And I know you're like preseason, but that's not what I mean. I'm, I'm looking at the communication. I'm looking at how the guys respond, and everyone said they responded uh, greatly. So, I definitely look at Joe Witt, and I definitely look at Dan Quinn as as a. If Dan Quinn goes next year, I don't I don't see how Joe Witt is not next up. He probably could have been a defense coordinator. Okay, George Edwards. Yeah, I gotta give some, and that's not George Edwards. Yeah, yeah, he has been a defensive coordinator in his career. So, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. That is true. Essentially, three defense. I love this coaching staff, man. I love this coaching staff. Let me give a quick shout out real quick to uh, Catch This Fade podcast. I say it a lot on here because I produce the show. I don't want to try to you know, pat myself on the back. But um, Katie Drummond, Patrick Walker, they, they they give you Cowboys content like no other. 
And one of their one of their choose your fighter moments was Andy Reid, Bienemy, Dak versus McCarthy, Kellen Moore. I'm sorry, Eric Bienemy, and um, I'm sorry, Eric Reid, not Eric Reid, Andy Reid, Bienemy, and Mahomes versus McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and Dak. And I love that matchup. And I'm I listen. I'm filling our guys. Like I said, I like our guys. I do. I think on the offensive side of the ball with Joe Philbin doing what he's doing with the offensive line. I mean, there's some cool little things. If you guys go watch the All-22 that the Cowboys are doing, they did it in Atlanta on the offensive line and with their plays. Kellen Moore's in his back. McCarthy is, is in the running for coach of the year. Yes, I said it. He's in the running for coach of the year. And then Dak is Dak, right? Um, I like our coaching staff on both sides of the ball this year, maybe for the first time. In a long time, in a long, long time. Uh, Elezra said, this staff is excellent, and you guys are pointing out George Edwards. Yep, George Edwards is the guy. Man, great show today. I didn't expect to actually go this long today, guys, but this was an, an, an excellent show. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here. Now, we did get a confirmation from my guy. We did get a confirmation from my guy, Botch, that tonight we'll be on live about... Mm, Nine Central ish, ten Eastern. Uh, not here, but on the other channel um, for the roundtable. So y'all tune in for that, man. This is gonna be is gonna be fire as it usually is. Uh, I'll be producing it, chilling, but I'll also be chiming in too. My guy Oscar, Oscar Martinez. You always want me to go four five hours on this thing. Y'all know I could do it. You know I could sit here, open the lines, and we could talk all day. But I'm here with y'all five days a week. We gotta save something for tomorrow. And tomorrow, we will be bringing in Okoye, if all goes well. We're, we're, y'all, y'all have been showing a ton of love to Okoye and to that, to that dual show that we do where we get into the film and, and we break down the opponent. So tomorrow, we'll have that. Appreciate your special, okay? Um, he'll be in and we'll be talking about the Cowboys' defense, or offense against the Chiefs' defense. And we'll recap today's show as well, talking about their offense, the Chiefs' offense. So tune in for that. And then tonight, make sure y'all tune in to my guy, Mauricio Rodriguez. Listen, y'all, I know a lot of y'all don't know him, but the dude is really killing it. He brings some engaging conversations, some engaging uh, statistics. Um, he's just really good at what he does. He's just green, and he's becoming better and better at it. And I swear we got to do a crossover show. It's been a while. It gets busy. It really does get busy. Um, CJ, you can find the roundtable on YouTube it's likely going to be on Vach's channel. So just search Vach Lombardi, and you'll see the roundtable. You'll see me, Law, Vach, Foots, and Okoye all fussing. Now nah, we won't fuss. But uh, just talking Cowboys, man. So tune into that. Elizabeth says, Mo knows his stuff. Good stuff for sure. He is. He does. He knows his stuff, guys. He knows his stuff. So make sure y'all, y'all keep subbing up. Y'all keep liking. Where we at? I got to get a live counter. Did we hit 14K yet? We are 20 away from 14,000, which means we are very close to 15,000, which is the next, the next goal is to hit 15,000, man. And you guys have been on fire since the season has started. So I, I, let's try to hit this thing today, right? Let's try to hit 14K today and then hit, see if we can get 15K before the season is out, man. All right, we're about 20 away from 14K. So do me a favor, subscribe if you haven't. 
Share this thing if you haven't. And like this thing if you haven't, guys. All right. Joseph said, tomorrow what time? Brother, you know me. Can y'all tell him? For those that don't know, Joseph, no. Joseph Sandberg, you begin here. What time does Sky come on? A to Z Sports Live. Cowboys Morning Show presented by Texas Family Fitness. Huh? Hmm? Y'all know what time I come on here. Ish. 8 a.m. ish. And it's always an ish because I'm always trying to, I'm adding a little bit of razzle-dazzle to the show because I love the production side of things. But <laughs> Ben said 8.30-ish. It's 8 a.m. ish, my guy. So come through tomorrow, man. It's going to be a fire show between me and Okoye, as it always is, man. As it always is. With that said, y'all hit the like button, but I'm going to hit this button. That's my time, y'all. Appreciate y'all joining me today. Make sure y'all check back in tomorrow. And head on over to a to zsports.com slash Dallas for all your daily Cowboys news, transactions, articles. We keep y'all up to date. Hey, and if you're on Facebook, man, make sure y'all come on A to Z Sports Dallas Facebook. We're constantly on that thing, too. Appreciate y'all. Love you. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac, the my guy, man. All the donations, all the callers, and everyone that joined today. Appreciate you.